0: Yes, yes, yes. This is the Real Talk, Real Walk family.
1: Come on. Back with
0: another episode. Yeah, yeah. Back to bring a whole nother episode full of juice, another episode full of vibrations, <laughs> another episode full of conversation, okay. another episode full of energy. Okay. Another episode full of, full of
1: biblical knowledge. Mm-hmm. Another. <laughs> are you didn't smoke a word, by the way. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> Which one is this? I <laughs> oh, you preaching, preaching and poetry. I hear Where I hear that. We're out it with myself, Gabs. Come on, myself, Mr. Game Changer.
2: And it's your girl, Ore.
0: And we are the Real Talk, Real Walk family. If mm-hmm. you didn't know, get to know. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whichever mm-hmm. one it is. Mm-hmm. Right, I think I'm getting better at the intros, yeah? I'm on it, I'm on the intro <laughs> thing now. was on it. it. Took me a year to get here, but I'm on it. Right, so Amazing. today, let's talk a bit about um, finding a church. And obviously, we know the difficulties and challenges it is with finding a new church, especially when you've got like people willing to leave churches, move churches. Mm-hmm. And I think especially like now that we're in a time, obviously, we're in this pandemic and we're in this quarantine. And obviously, everyone's indoors, nobody's going to any sort of churches whatsoever. So now probably be a good time. So like, what do you guys think about how to find a new church? So for bon Lee who's out there, who's looking for a new church or before quarantine, rather she was looking for a new church. What kind of advice would you give to somebody trying to find a new church? I'm going to come to you or first, because obviously yeah, please. me and Iman spoke a bit about leaving a church before. We haven't really spoke about finding a new church, but mm-hmm. let's, let's start with you. Ora. What, what, what would you think about somebody finding a new church?
2: Do you know what I've, actually only ever been as a believing Christian in two churches in my whole life I've been to other churches before like when I was younger but in my adult life my most recent experience of finding a new church I spoke about this when we had Kaede was obviously when I got married now the things I would look for first and foremost is does the preaching align with your theology I say that to say obviously you have reform teaching you have charismatic teaching you have pentecostal teaching there's not church of england does the church align with what you believe if you find that it does then i think okay you're in a good you're in a good place and then after that we have the non-essentials what i would call non-essentials which are like well actually let me not say non-essentials before somebody comes (laughs) but you have the things that are maybe secondary to teaching which is like how easy can you find relationships in terms of friendships what are the, What is the community like? Are the people kind? Are they loving towards one another? Do they mm. gossip, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And those are the two key things that I tend to look for when joining a new church. Worship style, because I know that can be a thing as well. Like one of my friends, she joined the church, but the worship is like, they basically sing hymns from a hymn book. Mm. So, and I know that's a really big deal for some people. Like if you don't like the worship style. And again, like I use that word, I don't know, how can I say it? Just don't hold me to it. It's not gospel, but obviously it's a preference. <laughs> if you don't like the mm. worship style, you might not necessarily want to stay at that church. But for me personally, it's not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: What about you, Eman? Obviously, E-man, you're in a, a, a different space because obviously you've got your own church. So mm. I don't think you'll be having any intentions to find a new church. But <laughs> what what would you say in, in terms of like somebody trying to find a new church?
1: Okay, so I've been working on... Um like an a b c d sort of thing for for finding a church and so maybe at some point during this lockdown i'll probably release it i as in like things to look for in the church but i'll just give you four things which are a b c d so a authenticity find yourself um a church that is authentic the people are real they're down to earth they are you know um they're, they're not playing religious games. Even there might be people who are a bit religious in a sense that, you know, how are you doing? I'm, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. Bless the Lord. God is good. Mm, mm. Sermon <laughs> was powerful. It was amazing. And there's nothing that goes beyond. I, I don't want to demon. I don't want to sound like those people are bad, but you just want people who can just be down to earth. So authentic people, people who are not pretending, but people who are real with their walk with God. Um, but people who are also inspirational in their walk with God. So they're doing great and amazing things. They're not trying to lord it over you, but they're trying to set a good example for you. Be balanced. Find a church that you can find balance in, balance in, in the organizational structure, balance in uh, teaching, balance in you know um, relationships amongst the members, um, balance in you know, uh, that has a balance in like maybe the things that they offer. So they've got, you know, a bit of Bible study. If you've got children, you know, there's some sort of children class set up or if you've got siblings or whatever, they've got some sort of set up there. So at least it can, accommodate your 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 setup so if you're single it might be a bit different but maybe there's a you know i don't know some people find it cringe but if there's a singles group or a singles network it might be cringe but at least they're accommodating certain things that are relevant to you so that's balanced Then c would be community a church um a church a local body should always um, embrace this culture a culture of community um, and I would even add culture there as well. So culture mm-hmm. in a sense of you have something you stand for. There's a vision that you're trying, that aligns with the word of God. But, you know, there, there's a culture of, uh, for example, there's community churches, um, there's family churches. So, you know, in a community church, you're getting different people from the community. But family church is predominantly going to be families, you know, parents with one kid, four kids, five kids, whatever um a city church so kind of like what we're trying to build in city worship we want people of the city we want you know the people that are you know are coming from poverty stricken backgrounds we want people you know we want the bankers of the city we want you know the middle class the upper class, all of them we want them you know to come in so that's the culture and also that's the community and then finally doctrine doctrine is very key um, but you know, as, or as, as, rightly said, you need to find a church that aligns, I would say, first of all, a church that aligns with the scripture first yeah, before your preference. Yeah, so find me. the church. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not that what you said is wrong. What you said is fantastic. Just find a church. I would, I would advise first find a church that is biblical and they're not, and I wouldn't say. Go to a church that emphasizes we're a biblical church, we're a biblical church. If you're a biblical church, we'll see it in your fruits. We'll see it as an evidence mm. of the members that you know when we when we come and we see members and we're talking to them and we see the fruits of their Christian walk. That's how we will know whether it's biblical or not. It's not just by the teaching. Doctrine is 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 a merging of two things. It's the it's the word with the with the practical so we we must be able Mm. to see fruit so go to a church that is sound in doctrine and that the members reflect you know, the teachings and they're growing Mm -hmm. in the teachings. Otherwise there's a big conflict. And I know, you know, every church will always have people who may not be living up to the standard, but um, those are more anomalies. I'm talking consistently. Mm -hmm. What can you see amongst the members? Can you see that they're growing in faith? Can you see that they're growing in, in grace? Can you see that they're growing in love? Can you see they're growing in biblical literacy? Can you see that they're growing in faith? If that's the case, then, you know, you're in a very much, you're, you're you're very much Mm -hmm. in a good place. Um, So, you know,
0: our, I definitely agree. I think that's a definitely important thing um, when you mentioned seeing the fruit, because I think there's loads of churches that yeah, that can be biblically sl- they can be biblically sound. Mm-hmm. So, i.e. the pastor the pastors, the leadership team, they can be bi- they can be very very sound. But then the church members itself. Might not be, might not have that same level of, mm-hmm. of understanding, or they might not apply yeah. the words, so to speak. But ultimately, obviously... bottom line, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. What was that? What was that? said gossipers.
2: Gossipers. That one is a massive, massive, <laughs> like especially in nope. church, groups of churches where I don't know. Maybe let's just just say a lot of them might be from the same background or culture. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. single anybody out. That gossip I think find can be quite a big problem. Yeah, in church
1: but mm. gossiping is the pickiness as well
0: yeah, a, I lot of, yeah a lot of yeah. it a, a lot. And, I, and I think those things those things kind of do occur a lot within like the churches
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I think that can obviously make people uncomfortable to want to attend the church very because um, you can find obviously biblical churches or churches that are very very sound and people might still might not be willing to attend those churches because of the behaviours of the individuals 100. so I think application itself is obviously very very important It's, it's, it's deeper than obviously just uh being sound is deeper than than the pastor's being great with the word is deeper than that because if it's not reflecting in the people mm-hmm. who ultimately make up the church then it obviously mm-hmm. brings down the church a lot
1: yeah yeah i
0: also think as well, i also think as well like if if you are like or was saying if you are into music then yeah the praise and worship is definitely going to be a, a big thing so for me for example like, i'm i'm definitely heavy on music so i probably couldn't be in a church that doesn't place emphasis or doesn't see the praise and worship team as a big deal or as a big thing rather that doesn't mean that the the choir must be releasing albums or stuff like that but there needs to be a a level of importance within the choir and I know some churches might not see the choir or the praise and worship team as important but I think for me it's definitely definitely one of the key key drivers as well as doctrine of course but I think praise and worship is definitely another one of the key drivers. And I, I don't know if it's because of the church I came from mm. when I was younger. It is a big thing. And I think from, from the church that I used to go to to the church that I go to now, I can see the clear difference. And it's probably had a huge impact on the way that I worship. Obviously, we know that worship is, is deeper than the song we sing, but it's mm-hmm. a conversation for another day um i think it's it's definitely encouraging when um churches do have a praise and worship team that do take it seriously not saying my old church didn't but Mm. obviously we know with with a lot of things there needs to be like a high level of excellence from
2: (laughs) sorry are you talking about like when there's like one auntie playing the tambourine and her voice like is that because that's all when you're saying what you're saying i just keep imagining that um the, the
0: tambourine, the the aunt, the soprano auntie who's <laughs> singing in a high pitch key as she's not even on tune. Um The drummer that is banging the drums and and the roles are not even coming off correct. It's, it's I, hate, it's I a- hear
1: that I hear that Gabs, but the thing is, yeah, the thing is, what you're describing is more a preferential thing, in the yeah, sense that. In a sense that, because you you described it yourself, that worship primarily is not the song, it's not the music. However, because of your your um, your um, passion for music and excellence in the f- ministry of music, you would you would prefer to go to a church that has you know that 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 has that places a value on that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. that's there's nothing there's nothing intrinsically wrong with that however one thing i've noticed um and you know our generation has done pretty well in is gone to churches where they they, so they go to churches that meet their preferences and not their spiritual needs so many ch- many people are going to places where and i'm not going to name churches but i guess whatever church you're thinking of all the best to you. But when, (laughs) because people will now try and say, Oh, I'm I'm getting at churches. No, but a lot of people are going to churches based on their preferences and that's cool. That's fine. But at the end of the day, when we measure your growth in Christianity, a lot of them are stagnant and a lot of them will be going to to some of these churches and it's like, Mm. okay, cool. You haven't really changed yeah, they do, you know, they have community club and they have this, but really and truly you're going there for music. You've sang your song, but you've not become more like Jesus. And so for me, Mm. that's why I'm saying that the emphasis has to be placed on the core, the core values of what our Christianity is. And then the preferences can be, the the preferences, I I don't believe there's anything wrong with having a preference. There's nothing wrong, Mm. but your preference shouldn't drive your your search for the church it should be Absolutely. what meets yeah, my spirit right. what's going to meet my spiritual need for me if you're in if you're in a marriage what's going to meet the spiritual needs of of my marriage or if you've got a family what's going to meet the spiritual needs of my myself my spouse and my children and that you know what though yeah yeah go for it.
0: obviously with the preference thing, i, yeah. def- I don't take away the point that you're making but yeah. i think even down to the doctrines itself yeah church doctrines mm-hmm. people i think anyway people will still attend churches based on what they prefer mm-hmm. specifically to doctrine so let, without without going too deep into the different doctrines yeah i mean um, different denominations rather yeah yeah but people have a preference with the church that they attend even if within certain within certain denominations for example somebody will prefer um charismatic over reformed somebody will prefer baptist somebody would then prefer pentecostal over redeemed mm-hmm. yeah but i think based, you can have a based preference. On doctrine
2: i think you can have a preference but still know that ultimately it's the for example you can be a well actually probably it's very unlikely that you're going to be reformed sitting in a charismatic church but unless I think you're you can be, reformed
1: charismatic
2: it, unless you're reformed charismatic but i think you will find someone who's charismatic sitting in a reformed church yeah perhaps if they prefer the style of preaching, or if they yeah, think yeah. that it's more doctrinally sound. I mean, I personally yeah. would would sit under that.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, so well, there we go. So that so that suggests we can not people will then prefer certain doctrines over other doctrines. No,
2: no, no, no.
1: <laughs> go, go, go through. It go.
2: just means that the preference is overridden by the desire to be like in line with what what the Bible says.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's it's. I get what you're saying with the preference, and it can look like it is a preference. But what what it actually means is that my view of the scripture aligns with this. So I wouldn't say it's a pre- I wouldn't say it's a preference. I would say based on how you read the scripture and how you understand the scripture, it's best to go to somewhere wh- that aligns with that view. Exactly. So it's not really a preference. So if I read if I read the scripture according to um, a Baptist um, line of thinking or a Baptist stream of thinking, it's not really a preference. It's actually I actually see the doctrines of the, the the Baptist church in the scriptures. Therefore, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to a, a Pentecostal church, or I'm going to Go to a charismatic church or i'm going to go to a reformed church because their their line of theology aligns with how i view the scriptures as well but i like already just mm-hmm. said sometimes it might sometimes you can find people who are charismatic like they, they they view the scriptures in a very charismatic sense but they can still go to a reformed church because the way that the, the way the teacher the teacher or preacher whoever it is 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 uh, putting the word across to us, you can receive that, you understand it, and you you accept it. You can see how God is speaking through that person. So, yes, to a degree, there's an element of preference, but it's more it's more so the concept of alignment. This is how I view the scriptures. Therefore, I'm going to go to that place. Um, I'm going to go to that church because that's where that's how I view the or oh, that's the way I understand the scriptures is the way this church understands yeah. understands the scriptures. Because there are some people that, for example, might go to reform churches that really love, you know, a band and whatever, but they don't have a band. They've got a piano or they've got an organ. Exactly. But because they be, because they know that that is, is a place where they're going to be fed and grow, that's where they stay. So despite mm. their music, like their hunger for music, they, they leave that till like... The TL, they leave that till like no signal and they will, they will listen to their music <laughs> there. And then, but as it, as it pertains to doctrine and church, we're going to stay here because we know this is the best place for us. And yeah. I think this mm. is the mi- mindset and mentality that Christians need to adopt. We need to be in the place that God wants us to be, not in I the best agree. place where we feel we should be. It's, it's God's mm. plan for us because ultimately God knows what is best for us. So it's best That's to be planted where God wants you to be. V-
0: that's if the individuals know God's plan though. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because you people would obviously go to a place because they feel comfortable in there. Yeah. I don't I don't know if everybody attends a new church because that's the place where God has told them to go. Uh huh. Because obviously that now comes down to our relationship with God, yep. whether we can hear from God or not. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times, like just like even talking about our own individual free wills, yeah. it's easy, it's easy for many of us as Christians to to do something feel a certain way and yeah. <laughs> yeah. then tag <enter> God. Then tag God 100%. 100%. That's
2: what by scripture though. <laughs> what? what? When it comes no. to... I think it's more important to pick a church based on where you doctrinally and pre- where you doctrinally stand and then obviously they're preaching and then in yeah. my opinion everything else is secondary. So if you're sitting under a church now and you suddenly decide actually the way you see scriptures has changed and you no longer align with that worldview or scriptural view... Then yeah. your first point of call would be let me leave. Mm-hmm. And then while you work it out and pick a church yeah. that is more suited for what how, how you now think.
1: Yeah. Mm. That's that's why we're having this conversation because we're 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 trying to help people work out how they should find the church that God wants for them. So ultimately, one another way that can help you is there are us, not all churches have a website or a web page or a Facebook page or whatever like it's best to find out about the the church and i know we'll probably get into it because a lot of churches are doing live streams and a lot of churches right now are pivoting to the instagram page and you know youtube and whatever so you can find a bit of information um it's best if you're looking for a church um now it now because of lockdown it's a bit different but if we were physically allowed to go out You're allowed to, you know, church tour, go and find out about the church, go and find, find out about their values, their ethos, their, um, what they, what they believe in the scriptures. So every, every church should have a mission statement. They should have a value or belief system, which you should be able to see either in some flyers or their website or their webpage or a YouTube page, which they, you know, define it. Um, and if they don't, then you can always ask the leadership. Okay. What do you believe, um, of the scriptures? What do you believe about community, about, you know, about worship and all of those things. And by the time they describe it to you, you will know, okay, hmm. Okay. I I believe this is the right place for me. And that's why to a degree I do, I do understand why people have been doing church tours, because if you, you want to find yourself in a place where like, you know that this is where God wants you to be. But in order to, to do that, just like you would do FBI on Twitter and do FBI in in group chats and whatever, you can use that same energy to go and look for a church. That same internet that you go and use to research for new gums, new creps, new mm-hmm. this, new that. It's there, it's there. There's in, even if they don't have a website, there's an Instagram page. If they don't have a mm-hmm. Instagram page, they've got a Facebook page. You know, as it right now in COVID, use what is accessible. So yeah. on Twitter, people are promoting their churches. Why don't you lock in on a live? If you're, if you really a uh, uh, day, if you really uh, love what's going on, then then check it out more. Check out if they've got, if they do any midweek stuff, if they do any midweek Bible studies or prayer meetings. Lock in, tune in. If you if you're like, okay, hmm, God, what what do you feel about this? Do you see me here? No, yes, mm-hmm. no, maybe so. Um, okay, no, I don't want you to. Okay, we'll we'll look at other ones, you know. And that's why I love why during while during lockdown people have been locking into four five six churches on a Sunday. Get a feeler. Get a feeler of what's out there. And you will know by the way the pastor's preaching or you know the things that they emphasize on. You will know you will have a a a better idea of what they stand for. And then if they do have in their link or bio like more information about them, that's fine. At City Worship, we don't have a website yet. We're working on that. But in the meantime, what we do is if someone wants to join us we've got a we've got a link on our instagram page and then they sign a form and then once they sign the form it comes through our admin admin will get one of us to have a call with this person and then we actually just break down what we believe what we stand for you know what we value as a church and if you're like, you know what? This sounds great and amazing. Like I, I actually want to be part of it. That's fine. And so we, we've actually had people join while on lockdown. And that's been the system that's working for us. But at some point, yeah, we'll move over to the website and then we'll just point to people. If you want to join, look at our website, look at our value system. And if you, if you see there that you want to join us, God bless you. If you don't, we're not going to be offended. We're a body. Yeah. There's, there's a yeah, right church it. for you. So but yeah. But you know what? Yeah,
2: one thing that's also hard to do during lockdown that's all well and good, but you're not going to get a feel of A, the, the community people. <laughs> people, and even leadership in terms of, okay, this is what the pastor says on the pulpit, but how do you know that he's not, I don't know, indirecting someone while he's preaching? You won't know, yeah. those are the kind of things you won't know until you start to build a relationship with leadership or see how um, they react to certain situations.
1: Yeah. Good points. Mm-hmm. Valid points. I'll say more about no. the community. Sorry, no, go through, gaps, go through, go through.
0: Before um, we obviously go into the whole like, looking for churches within quarantine and what that situation currently looks like just touching upon that um church shopping point e man quickly yeah, yeah um i think one of the from what i've heard anyway from a few people looking i think one of the challenges that does come with church hopping in my opinion is yeah. when people compare the strengths of different churches to one another <laughs> yeah. so for example somebody will go to one church and um, one I don't know. I don't want to mention anything, but one thing may be great, but they dislike certain things. Mm-hmm. They go to another church, yeah, and then they compare something else. I think it's the eighty twenty rule, isn't it? Right. Like one church has exactly. something. The negative, the negatives within that one church is probably the positives within a different another church. Church, yeah. And then you're going to, from one church every weekend, different church. One Sunday, you're going to Jonathan Baptist's church. Mm-hmm. The following Sunday, you're going to Fire on the Mountain. And then the church, mm-hmm. Sunday after that, you're going to another church. Mm-hmm. So you're comparing all these different churches. And one is more than likely going to be confused because there's never going to be one of the three yeah. that you would see, you would see yeah, as perfect. Because obviously there's no perfect church. Every church is going to have their flaws. Yeah, But when we're comparing different churches, it can get a bit challenging. And that's why I think church hopping can be a bit of a struggle, even though it's needed because you do need to visit different churches and Mm -hmm. it's it's even good for me, like all even people who do have a solid church now, it's still good to visit other churches because then you can one fellowship of other people but two see the doctrines of other churches and it can even sharpen our own doctrine. Yeah. And it can make you
2: appreciate what you the church that you currently go to.
1: Yeah. Something
2: else and you're just like, oh this ain't it bro. Like thank God Mm that I'm in XYZ church.
1: Yeah. No, I I I agree with what you're saying. I'm not because the, obviously the, in my mind i see church hopping and church touring as two different things church hopping and and it's a, it's a bit of a, a semantic but i'll describe what i'm telling you Church hopping, I see uh, someone I, I would describe as a church hopper, is someone who just goes from church to church. They have no aim. They just, yeah, they, they feel like, okay, I've grabbed a bit here. I've grabbed a bit there. I'm just going to go from church to church to church. Whereas when I'm saying church touring, I'm talking more about the intentionality. No, you don't like that word, but I love the word. <laughs> um, and it's just about being, okay, I need to grow and I need to be in, I need to be planted somewhere. I need to be planted locally. Now, when, with what you're describing, looking at the the pros and cons of the others, this is where we now put it in the hands of God. God, where do you want me to be? This is the practical aspect of our Christianity. You've done the footwork. You've done the legwork by going to different places, but now it's your responsibility to always be led by God. God, what's your final view on this verdict? I've been to free churches. These are the things, you know, God knows what we're going to say before we say it, but he still wants to hear us we're in in the time of prayer, so we pray about it. Okay, God, what's your view? Where do you want me to be with despite all these things going on? Because I've, as you've rightly said, bro, there's no perfect church, there's no perfect local body. But the point is, God still wants you planted. They're not. We're not. For, uh, the church is not full of perfect people. Mm. It's full of people who are trying to be more like Christ, and we all have our we all have our crinkum crankum. We all have our scoring scoring. We all have that all. We, did you get, but there's, there's, there's still maturity in leadership. There's still great community. There's still people who are integral. There's still people of character. There's still pe- communities that are faithful and graceful. So it's best to just know, okay, once you've prayed about it, and if you're not sure, like if you're in an image, like in an immature, no, no disrespect to you. But if you're, if you feel like you're in a more immature place in your Christianity, you can always reach out to people who are more, more mature in the faith that can help you get steer. So some of you might be like, oh, I don't really know the voice of God like that. And I'm not saying the voice of God is always the, you know, the, the loud voice or the small still voice, fo- still voice. It could be the impression or whatever. Sometimes it could come by you just having a, a conversation with a mature believer. And then once you have that conversation, it's like, okay, hmm, you know what? I, I, I feel I know what where God wants me to be now. Yeah. Thanks for this conversation. So it's it there's nothing wrong with feeling confused. The point but the point when we go to oh I'm comparing this church with other church. The point is this God wants you at one of them. So you need to mm, you need yeah, to know yeah. his mind about where he wants you to be ultimately. Yeah, yeah for real.
0: I think yeah, I think you're right. I agree, man. I think the church tour and that one is a bit of a sticky situation because that's when you end up in like eight different churches. Don't
2: go in terms too
0: of, many, you know. I, of, I think one say. I think in terms of like church shopping, that one, I, I definitely agree. I think it's needed because you don't just want to like just go to um, one church because you know I don't know your friends are there or just go to one church off the back. You do kind of need to see a few different churches, especially if you've already been to a church before and you've you've kind of seen some flaws or you've seen some things you don't like you don't want to end up in that same predicament once again so yeah it's definitely important Mm -hmm. i was just gonna
2: add as well i think if you go to two because you were saying if go to eight different churches i think going to too many will confuse and overcomplicate like yeah yeah yeah. even when we we only applied for five universities like you (laughs) you cannot be be going to eight different churches pick three four that are close to you and then from there and if you don't have success with those three or four then you can maybe start again and pick another three or four i would say
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, I, I agree. Don't choose too many. Just do your research, ask people about it. You know, if, if friends have advised you, if people are like, yeah, come to my church, go and ask them a bit more about it. You know, do your, as I've said before, do your research, you know, e- even though there's issues about, you know, what are the people like and not really knowing what the people are like, there's still enough, you know, due diligence there, that you can do. To go by, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's still enough. Yeah. There's still enough.
0: There's definitely still enough. There's, Like you said, there's websites, there's different things. There's enough out there to go by yeah. in order to make a judgment. Like you can't, we can't think we can know a church down to a T before mm-hmm. we visit. You know uh-huh. I mean, like yeah. we, we've got to take the hit at some point in time. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: I know sometimes like Christians, we like to be one step ahead. We like to know <laughs> all things. We like to think everything's <laughs> positive and great and amazing. Yeah, But we have to take a hit somewhere. And it may just be, we might not know certain things. So we might go to a church and realize they don't start on time. Cool. Yeah. Some things we're just never going to know unless we actually take a step in and actually go and do. And I think this process of like finding a church, I don't know, I don't think it should take too long, man, because I think if it does take too long, one can easily find themselves in a place where they just stop looking and yep. they just become disheartened, which yep. I know it's understandable. Um, I just think it's probably a, a great area where you can end up in a sticky situation if you're looking for, for too long and then you start to think to yourself, all right, well, I'm not finding anything. I'll kind of give it a back burner and then... you're six months has gone and you've never stepped foot in a church mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. or you could so go to one for six months until you make your final decision
0: <laughs> yeah 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 exactly at least they're in all their summer they're planted in a place do you know what I mean
1: yeah, yeah. if I you're there you if them. you're there for six months you're, you're part of the team <laughs>
2: <laughs> basically part,
1: you know? yeah, just yeah trust me the, I should, I should <laughs> trust
2: yeah me. but you could go to church for six months and not say hi to a single person nobody would even know you went there
1: yeah, true, but then, but then at the same time, why would you go to a, a church for six months and not say it anyway? We we kind of touched on <laughs> this in the other conversation. But I, I why I, I would I, I know you're sometimes people want to be elusive, coming, go in and go out. But if you you're going into a church, a church is a community, a church is a family. So you're not wanting to connect with people, or it could be the other way, people don't speak to you, which is wrong. But if you don't make an effort, then hmm. But the fact that you're going there for six months gives me good indication that you like it anyway, or there's something good about it know, that you, you like.
2: Find lots of people, you know, you meet them and you, they've been coming to the church for two years and you've never seen them in your life. I've, it happened, It's happened to me so many times. Like I've met people and I've been like, "You've been here how long?" I didn't even know. But
1: That's you, but you before. were still going though. You were still going for the <laughs> two years though yeah 100% I hear your point but I'm saying but you were still going for the two years that means there was something there that obviously no not me still, I mean like
2: love. I've seen people that have been been at the church oh, that I oh, and they've been there for two years uh, and I've, been like, I've never seen it in my life
1: okay 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 I hear you okay True. how how big is Trust your church? how big is your church
2: that was at my previous church which was quite big to be there okay. so that was quite okay. that was very easy to happen but at my current church now which is a lot smaller it's even happened I've been yeah. there now Almost two years, and I can meet someone there. Like, oh, I've never seen you before, <laughs> but and it's mm-hmm. and it's a small church. But then again, that's probably down to me and not them.
1: But you know, some that's people true. do selective eyesight. They've they've seen yeah. you, but it's, it's just been a... oh yeah, I've never seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It's true. It's very very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: But well, yeah, going on yeah. to obviously quarantine and obviously like looking for churches now, obviously, I mean, you touched upon it recently, recently, mm-hmm. well, a few minutes ago rather. Yeah. I think it's definitely a, a conversation worth having. I must like definitely appreciate a lot of the churches that are working around the clock in yes. order to make services yeah. possible for us. Yeah, I yeah. think they're definitely doing a good job um, mm-hmm. in terms of, how they've used social media and how they've used several different softwares in order to make it possible for us. Yeah. Um, so obviously, churches are, you know, doing Insta Lives, churches are doing Facebook Lives. Um, one thing I definitely appreciate, probably my love for music again, is mm-hmm. how certain choirs are using Zoom um, and Skype and all these video conferencing in order to, you know, carry out their praise and worship just to really give that the services the same kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um. And obviously, this takes a lot of work, do you know what I mean? It takes a lot of work, especially for, like, the media team to put this all together. Yeah, yeah. So, getting people in, like, different rooms and different in their own houses, but still merging praise and worship together, um, getting pastors to do certain things and whatnot, whatnot, and making them look a certain way. I think I definitely have to give credit to the media team and and all the workers, rather. Let I me mean, not even say certain teams, but all the workers that are out there and and doing certain stuff. And I think it probably works in our favour. I think yeah. even though, like this quarantine in the beginning like it it really worked against us i think it's definitely worked in the favor of some churches i believe because i think some churches have expanded due to the online presence mm-hmm. um, like even me obviously I've, I've i'm one of those that probably watch at least like four services every sunday like four different churches mm-hmm. or sometimes three um, so I've become more aware of like other ministers and other churches, some churches, which I wanted to visit anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's definitely like helped, helped myself. And I think for, for other people it's probably helped as well. Yeah. But for you, even obviously you're, you're a church leader Um yeah. you and your wife obviously lead city worship. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. how do you think it's worked out for you? But before you answer that, mm-hmm. um, for me looking in, um, <laughs> I think, I think, Quarantine has done your church really, really good, especially being like a young small church, yeah, and by small I mean like relatively new That is, mm-hmm. what it been
1: two years yeah years? two years
0: um so I think for that i I have to commend obviously what you've done and obviously how yeah, you've okay. gone about it because I think your church has probably become more noticeable mm-hmm. in the eyes of people yeah. that probably wouldn't have attended in a physical yes. Um and that might be because of where your church is situated. Mm-hmm. It might be because it's it's never been people have never thought about it. Mm-hmm. But I think with the impact of social media and the effect that social media has on us, yeah. I think it's definitely done like churches of your size really, yeah. really good. And obviously we know what you're like on social media anyway. Mm-hmm. You're quite active <laughs> and you've got followers. So people follow your individual brand mm-hmm. and automatically that directs people to your church. Yeah um so i think from looking in from the outside i think yeah your church has definitely done well to you know to to actually get involved with still giving out services on sundays because yeah. you're not exactly on youtube but you've still managed to find a way mm-hmm. thank you for very you much. as obviously the church leader like you're the one that's you know doing the planning and creating mm-hmm. how how has it been for you keeping up with the times
1: yeah no thank you for that um It's, you know what, Um, we, this, you're 100% correct in the fact that God has used these challenging times for our benefit. And it's so baffling. Um, Anyone I talk to about it, um, I was on a um, a call with some of my um, peers in ministry, and we we're just talking about their different churches. And we a group of us, who are a group of friends, but we're all in ministry, and we we're just talking about how this this season has gone. And for nearly everyone, everyone was basically saying that, "Look, this 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 time has has couldn't have. It's it's not an, it's not a nice experience, but what they're experiencing or what we're experiencing couldn't have been." Anyway, we don't know, but we don't reckon it would have happened, you know, it wasn't happening prior to, to lockdown is basically what I'm trying to say. And now we're just seeing people that we've never heard about, we've never seen before connect with our stuff. Even some people who have, maybe they were on the peripheral, they were kind of checking us out. They were eyeing us out, but now they're fully engaged. And we've, by the grace of God, we've actually had people join us while we're on lockdown. So there are members of city worship. We have not physically seen face to face. We've seen them on zoom or FaceTime, but we've not actually seen them physically. Um, So yeah, God is just adding to us. um, And, but this time what it's done, it's, it's, your favorite word right now, one of your favorite words right now, the word pivot. We've had to do that in terms of, um, making sure that we are active on the socials or active on Instagram or whatever platforms we're on. So we're mainly on Instagram and Facebook at the moment. We are working on a YouTube very, uh, uh, our YouTube page is open, but we're just working on the technical stuff to get the YouTube platform ready. Um, but yeah, we're literally making sure that we're making ourselves accessible and a message that we're putting out there is relevant for now. So even in the midst of COVID, it's the content that is drawing people. The platform is giving us the avenue or the scope, but it's the content of what I'm preaching or what you know, my wife or what my you know my brother is, is, is speaking on. It's, it's that that's what's bringing people. But God has used times like this. And so for me, if I'm being honest, even though people follow me, the a lot of the following has come from me going on other people's lives. So me, when other churches invite me on their lives, or other ministers, or psalmists, or singers, or whatever, when they've invited me on their lives, pe- then and people say, yeah, check them out on Sunday. Then it's people are now like people are now checking us out because of that. So I find like that people that have been following me is kind of like okay, cool. Like for some, it's been a bit of familiarity. For some, they've been supporting. Like they've, and they've been showing love on Twitter, Instagram, all of that. So either way, the point is that I'm just embracing the moment. We're embracing the moment, but we're also, we're having to prepare ourselves because church is not really going to be the same after this. So Mm -hmm. we're going to have to really embrace what technology is. That's part Mm -hmm. of the reason why we're working on our website, because you can't, what, one thing I've seen is this, that there are some churches that the the sad truth is that there are some churches that are not going to survive the lockdown. There's some churches who fail to jump on technology. Um, They fail to create the Instagram page. They fail to create the YouTube page. Some because of stubbornness, because they're like, no, we don't want to use technology. And some because maybe they can't afford. Well, you can afford a phone. You know, Instagram is free, but uh, there may be some other equipment, maybe to stream live on YouTube. And even to be fair, you can use your phone for that. But anyway, what I'm saying is that Some churches just have the financial resource to do, have sit cameras, you know, buy certain softwares, you know, for Mm -hmm. this, I've had to use my own money for certain things, for some of the equipment that we've had to use. And for some, by the grace of God, people have been supporting us financially. But the point is this, like you, you will need some sort of financial something to be able to, to play this thing out. Because after, your websites are going to need to be there. You're going to need to be live streaming from your website or live streaming from Facebook or Instagram. It's not an option. Because with the social distancing thing, I don't know. For example, your church, how many people do you go to your church, Gabs?
0: Um, Within a single service. Yeah. Because
1: we do two services. Probably, I'll say, about 240. 240. 250 people, right? With what the government are saying... The likelihood of you of Sunday of uh, uh, one Sunday service for those who do multiple, or for those who just do one massive one. The likelihood of all those people sitting in a congregation again Me. at the same time. I don't know how pos- I don't know how soon that's going to happen. I think it might be a thing of the past for now, until the number. The, the number of people dying reduces. So you might have half the people in a service from now. So how are other people, how are other people going to connect? It's going to have to be by live stream for church. Mm-hmm. People are going to have to miss services because of all the social distance and stuff. So we really have to embrace the times and go, okay, God, give us the wisdom. What's the mm-hmm. wisdom? Just go on Instagram. Okay. You've got mm-hmm. Instagram, use your phone, do a, a, apart from Sunday, do a live, do a live with someone. You know, last week yeah. I did, a, or two weeks ago, I did a live with a friend of mine who's um, who's um, on, on the verge of being a doctor in um, clinical psychology. And we were talking about mental health and the times in church and, you know, skin color and all of that stuff. People want to know, like, God in different spaces. How, how does God relate to, you know, sports or fashion or business or employment in this time? We now have to use what we've got. Instagram. Instagram live is there. Twitter is there. Let's start conversations. That's what I've been using my platform to do. So more people like my followership, even though we're talking about it the last time we had a conversation, my followership since we were speaking last time has gone up again. Why? Because I'm only using my platform to to be me, but also to put the content or the message of the, the, the Christian message out there, the gospel message out there. So I think churches have had to pivot. Some have done fantastic And I I really Mm -hmm. applaud church leaders, especially those who have had to sacrifice money. I applaud, um, you know, staff, church staff, whoever paid or volunteers that have gone out of their ways, sacrificed their time and time with their family and work or whatever to make sure that church members, as well as other people that are viewing, they have have the best church experience as possible. I really Mm -hmm. respect you guys, but I, I really just hope that, you know, we in this generation of leaders, as well as other generations, we embrace this techno- technological thing and make know, sure that we put that message out.
0: Yeah, I think this obviously situation has, has forced churches to really get creative. Yeah. And and I think it's a good thing. Obviously, no church, no one for that matter saw this coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some prophets will argue, but <laughs> yeah, not many people saw, saw this coming. So it's really forced many ministries to really change and get creative with the times. Mm -hmm. And probably a lot of churches that wouldn't have thought about this if it wasn't for the lockdown, if it wasn't for quarantine. Yeah um it's really got people thinking about what can we do in order to ensure that church still runs the same what can we do in order to reach you know probably the younger generation who are active on social media yep and i think it's definitely important and it's so important that we continue to do this even after lockdown Mm -hmm. um we should continue to to really bombard youtube bombard instagram bombard everything and Everything possible to be honest, at least that way, our reach and our scope will, will definitely be bigger than what it once was. Because, mm-hmm. um, like you said, it's going to be difficult and challenging to have this many people gathered together in one building. So, there's going to have to be some measures we're going to have to put in place in order to continue running the running church the way that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. which is good. Yep. Um, what's your thoughts on it all, Ara?
2: Well, one thing that I was thinking when you guys were talking, you guys were all, you were both referring to like YouTube. Instagram live, Twitter, etc. But then I was just thinking that for us millennials, that's fine. But then I was thinking maybe like my mum's generation or etc. Because some of them will still be looking for new churches as well. They might not necessarily like my mum is never going to jump on anybody's Instagram live. It's just never going to yeah. happen. So if that's your if for churches that are only reaching their congregation yeah. via those type of means, they would also need to adapt as well because it's not going to reach every generation as much as the, the reach is getting wider. It's not going to reach every generation, and we need to think about how we can be cross generational as well.
1: Yeah, I th- what I will say because even even though what I was describing was limited, the the churches that a lot I, from what I've seen anyway, a lot of ch- cross generational churches are not just doing Instagram lives. In fact, yeah. many of them don't do Instagram lives. They only they they jump on YouTube, and so um a lot of our parents they have smartphones now so they can yeah, just they click do. the link and they can jump on the on the the youtube the instagram live is for for more of those who's who's uh, the 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 predominant or the uh, common demographic is the millennials or post millennials, yeah. and that's just to keep that use what they have. But I have, have seen churches who are cross generational or intergenerational. They have been using YouTube, or they have just been using the church live stream. Like for example, a church like KICC, they've got mm. they've got it's not only on TV, so they're not even just live streaming to TV. They're still live streaming to their um their their church page. They're live streaming um on on Instagram and that that's more targeted at the younger ones. So the young ones will jump on the Instagram. The older ones will either go on the website or the YouTube page or they, they could go, yeah, whatever. But there are some churches who just don't have the infrastructure too. And they've got those ages as well, but sometimes it's because of the money. They don't have the money to, you know, to have a, a decent setup, get a camera, a bit of lighting, And yeah, do that. Some churches don't have that or they just don't have the technical knowledge, Mm. the technological Mm. knowledge. And that's, it's not their fault. Some it is because People have been telling them this is what you need to do. And they're like, no, we don't believe in technology. We there are some churches mm-hmm. that have been, we don't believe, we don't believe the church should be online. We believe that the church should be gathered together. So it's like, okay, cool. So yeah. how are you going to be fellowshipping? So there are churches that have, there are church leaders that have been stubborn during this time. And it's been very frustrating because I think that's very selfish. And I think that's a very immature way of thinking. Because we've seen people get healed online while we've been doing yeah. services. I've released prophetic words and 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 these words have actually come to pass on online while i'm doing a live stream so it's not even like you don't we don't have to be together like where two or three are gathered in his name when we're doing it on instagram we're gathered in his name whether we're doing it on youtube we're doing it in his name yes there's a physical aspect of it but while we're in lockdown how are we going to be immature the bible says we should obey the lord laws of the land so let's not be immature here we can gather online yeah? God has given people wisdom to create platforms that we can connect with. Zoom, you can connect with. So, let's just... get
0: am a Zoom thing, yeah? One thing I want to <laughs> no, no, it's a good thing. It's good, brother. I'm on gonna, to I'm gonna positive vibes today, man. Yeah, okay,
1: okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, yeah, all the... Because um, Zoom have that hacking issue where people are, like, hacking into oh, it and
2: Oh, yeah. I and, like, even,
1: putting I child know, porn. Yeah, it's yeah, been like, terrible. People, yeah, people are hacking oh, yeah, and, yeah, and putting seen, porn seen, seen and child porn and... Yeah, like taking over the screens and like scribbling and putting like crazy pictures yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, I
0: was I didn't even. I think I saw something like that until I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say Zoom is is a, a platform that's definitely good for people connecting, mm-hmm. especially people that are missing like yeah. the interaction. Yeah, because yeah. um, obviously we we spoke about churches being great with you know fellowship bringing people together, and a lot of people are definitely going to be missing that aspect of church. Yeah. And I think Zoom is definitely a good thing to unite individuals together, all in a group, yeah. video conferencing and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good replacement. Obviously, it's not, you know, nothing beats physical, uh, I was going to say physical intimacy there, you know, nothing beats <laughs> phys- the physical interaction. Um, but it's definitely something which is good to you know bring a group of people together. Like, I know a few ministries have been having their Bible studies on there because yeah,
2: that's we yeah, get as much
0: as I don't know three hundred people on there. So it's definitely a good thing. Mm-hmm.
2: 100%. Yeah, that's what my not three hundred people though. Like we have been meeting in small groups. So after the service, then we'll all get together in small groups and discuss what was kind of um said in the Word, which is actually has actually been a really good way of doing it because you get to meet more people. You get to, like you were saying, Gabs, you get to have like sort of physical interaction with a smaller mm-hmm. group of people. So I find that I'm getting to know certain people better than I would have done after church where you just come in and you go, oh, hi, okay, bye. Like, how was your week? Mm. Yeah, good. Then that's the end of it.
0: Yeah, no, for even on Zoom as well, um, some people might not be aware, but on Zoom you can do breakout rooms. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So even when you've got like your big group, let's say, I don't know, you've got 30 people in there but you could also do breakout rooms and set people into different rooms. So you can end up like having seven different groups within your big group. Mm -hmm. So, so for Bible study, for example, if a group's having a Bible study, you can like get people in different rooms. And then once you've, you know, had your different discussions within each group, you can bring everybody back into the main room. Yeah. And obviously, continue the discussion. So that's if you've got a paid account,
1: help.
0: though. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously. But however, if you do, from I sound like I, I work for Zoom. On your first, on your first <laughs> time, when you first sign up, yeah, they give you unlimited for your first time. Okay. Um. So yeah. So you can do it for your first time. The second time, get somebody else to sign up and blah blah blah. A quick little way to be the system. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately. Yeah, no. uh, a prof- yeah ultimately a professional can't be the best thing yeah if you want to do it all the time if not different people will have to register all the time yeah because yeah. your first your first time you get unlimited but yeah that's definitely a good idea but that's only for 40 minutes though if you're going to yeah. do it under 40 minutes then you're all right mm-hmm. it's only if you want to chat for longer than 40 minutes then it gets a bit you know it gets a bit tricky yeah
1: but i do want to say i do want to say like guys like support your churches like if you if you're skilled or knowledgeable in certain things like zoom or instagram or youtube or you're a content creator and you know your church are not really doing as great and you can add you know a level of expertise offer it to them especially like smaller churches or churches that don't have like big social media teams or big social media budgets or media budgets or worship team, massive worship teams or, you know, whatever, or sick, like sound teams. Like if you've got a skill or a level of expertise in something and the church is lacking, offer the support. If you can't offer the support in that way, offer support financially. Because sometimes it just might be that your church needs to just buy some new equipment or whatever and get the ball rolling. Please support them. Like, this is what it's all about because you're helping. Build the kingdom. Like people are coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Influencers are getting, um, uh, are coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I was so like, I was so chuffed. Like, seeing a couple weeks ago, I seen um gets gets was listening to Governor B's album and stuff like that, and he was talking about even prior to that, he was like, look, like I just feel like God's been calling me. I feel like God's been speaking to me. So God's speaking to a lot of different people in different spaces, not just the influencers. He's speaking to the people that no one knows about, no one cares about, that people have rejected. God is trying to. speak to everyone so let's make sure that we can you know um, help our churches reach out to to the lost in different ways in different areas like if you've got money you know it's a five or ten pounds a hundred pounds 200 however much you can give and support that's what it's all about you know um mm. that, you know that, that it will really be beneficial and i'm sure your your leaders and your church team will will be very happy with that
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Just to add on to that as well, I definitely think this is a time for Christians to really rise and take their stand.
1: Hundred.
0: Um, I think there's there's no better time for us to really to really show what Christianity is really about. And this is there's no great time to really show our love and really put our our, our faith and belief into practice because there's loads of people inside the church, outside of the church, within the community, outside of the community that do need help, that do need support. So even with like, I remember the whole Getz thing, even with Getz saying that, if Getz had like Christians around him, not saying he doesn't, not saying he does, mm-hmm. but if he does have like Christians around him that would, that would be there to encourage him and that sort of stuff, then, you know, things like that go a long way. Do you know what I mean, mm-hmm. even if it's just like people replying to his tweets and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because obviously these people, they read these things, innit? So things yeah. like that, it, it definitely does go a long way. That way we can still have an impact on people who are not able to physically go to a church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that interaction is definitely key
1: yeah yeah
0: um before we wrap um you got a scripture E-man. whilst you're looking or you can you know add add a bit more for us give us more wisdom <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be honest you guys have done a really good job I mean yeah there's not much else I would say uh one thing that we didn't mention is um when we when we're looking at churches, is also looking at accountability. How do you vibe with the leadership of the church? Do you think you have a good relationship with them? Because mm-hmm. if you do, I find that really helps. If you find if you get if you find yourself in a bit of a bother, can you speak to them about what's going on? Will they support you? If especially at a time like this, when so many people are grieving, what are the ministry doing to help their um, congregation members as well? And I find that that really helps when looking for a new church as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, do you know what? Just a question though. I don't disagree. I completely agree with you, yeah? but I know I know there's people out there that are listening gonna think, Oh, I've never spoken to my pastor before mm-hmm. my pastor's always busy doing counseling. Mm. there's some people that is not like not everyone is in a place where they're able to talk to their pastor, yeah, or has a relationship with their pastor. Mm-hmm. um so how how practical do you think it is for, to, uh how yeah how practical do you think it is? for past for individuals of the church to to all have a relationship with their pastor
2: oh all right it's not everything it depends on it depends on the church because number one a smaller church of 50 people it might be a bit easier but a large church it's impossible but that's why i said leadership the leadership body as a whole sometimes you have elders sometimes you have pastors not everybody you're not going to be you're not going to be able to have a relationship with maybe the pastor, but. There might be somebody in leadership that you can vibe with that you find that you have a good relationship with. And that person Mm -hmm. can then take that issue to the pastor directly, or to, if he might never even need to take it to the pastor, but they might be able to handle it like kind of Mm -hmm. internally. So I think you should be able to have a relationship with somebody Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that is in a position of leadership. It doesn't necessarily have to be the head pastor. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. Just to quickly add, just to quickly add, because I don't know if, do you have a question or you wanted to add?
0: No, no, I was just gonna add. Okay, you're gone. No, I
1: was just gonna say, just to add, like, I person I just believe like as like the tide is sh- shifting with churches, like there's gonna be a lot of leaders who are gonna change like the the face of leadership in a sense that they're gonna do their best to make sure that you know they connect with the members and stuff like that. Because I think not all not everyone in generations past, but just there were some pastors, especially as the church grew bigger, they just they don't care about the people, but like let's say for example, like most Anglican churches, like Church of England, at the end of the service, or Catholic churches, at the end of the service, the priest or the vicar is standing at the door saying bye to everybody. They're not going to be able to have full blown conversations with everybody, but just being able to be a visible face, a loving face, a caring face, a face that says hi, you know, that shows that people that the show that shows the people that you know the leadership cares and so for me i practice that as much as possible though i know at some point i will not be able to physically say hello to everybody or have the 15 20 minute conversation with everybody just but i just want to make sure that while i can Everyone can see me. I can say hi. We may not be able to have a conversation, but you know I'm still that friendly face. And so sometimes you've just, especially if you go to, let's say you go to a massive church, you just have to be settled in the fact you may ne- not mm-hmm. get to speak to that to the senior leader or the senior leaders, the husband or wife or whatever it is. Um, but as long as, as Aura said, the eldership team, leaders, leadership team, local leaders, cell group leaders or whatever, that's what should, you know, be able to keep you grounded in the fact that at least there's a model or system where the leaders do actually care. I've got a leader, you know, whether it's high level or low level, I've got a leader who cares about me, checks in on me, you know, says hi to me, and cares about the well being of myself, my spouse, my children, whatever whatever's con- um, context you're in. Mm,
0: yeah, I definitely agree. I think with the thing you mentioned about the Anglican churches and the priests, I think it, it, that is definitely a good idea. Of having the senior pastor or lead pastor, whichever you may want to call it, at the door or somewhere, it doesn't have to be yeah. at the door, but somewhere where um you can, you know, greet people um as they leave or greet people. At least that way mm. you don't appear bougie or you don't appear yeah. too above everybody else. Like you're not one of them pastors that you know sneaks through the back door with your five body bodyguards following you upstairs to <laughs> go and eat one big pastor's meal. So <laughs> <which laughs> I mean I think it's it's definitely important for people to actually see their pastor visible, not just when the pastor is preaching. Yeah, And I definitely agree with Ora's point. I think the whole thing about leadership is definitely important. I know a lot of people love waiting for the man of God. They love waiting for the pastor <laughs> and they love waiting for the main one. But I, I understand it, but I definitely think it's important to make use of the people that... That the pastor has put in charge mm-hmm. to run the ministry. So whether it's your board of trustees, or whether it's yeah. um, uh, ministers of certain departments, wherever they may, whatever they may be called, I definitely think is important that we as a body start trusting the leadership more. We may not have to trust them on the same level as the pastor, but we should definitely trust them to, an, to a degree that we may build a relationship with them. Because I think if a church is bigger than, I don't know, 150 people, it's going to be hard for everybody to have that personal relationship with the pastor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the pastor or the senior pastor would then put other people in charge of like certain areas because that one man or woman might not be able to reach out to everybody. So mm-hmm. I, definitely def- I definitely do think it's important. Right, bro, scripture.
1: Yeah, two quick ones. Um Hebrews ten twenty-five, it says, Not neglecting to meet together as as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all as more as you see the day drawing near. And then the second one is first Corinthians fourteen twenty-six. What then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. So ultimately even though we're online and we're doing church online we are being built up but also the fellowship though we're not doing physic we're not doing it physically we can still do it online and aside from that i just want to say that you know outside of the lives and stuff can make sure you connect with brothers and sisters you know check in on them how are you doing how's life some people have lost jobs some people have lost family members some people have lost something in this time so it's not just you know getting hyped after the service but yeah let's let's if we're really family if we're really community then we will be checking in on people um as well as sending messages to the leaders as well saying you know thank you guys for for making the effort thank you guys for sacrificing because trust me these things when when we have meetings bruh it's long talking about money and talking about how we're going to do the next thing. It's not easy. So send your leaders a message. If you, and if you don't have that level of access, well, you can email them, but if not, just send a prayer up for them and pray for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Any last words, Ori?
2: No, I'm all good. <laughs>
0: hmm. Excellent. Well, you heard it here first. This is the Real Talk Real Walk family. We're signing out. Guys, thank you for listening. Really do appreciate it. Yeah. Continue to spread the word. Keep the conversation going Mm -hmm. regarding finding new church or what church looks like in a lockdown for you. By all means, let us know. Yeah, hit us up.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm interested to see what other churches are doing. Yeah
0: let us know if there's anything that that we can do better and when I say we I mean the body Mm -hmm. by all means let us know man we can definitely feed it back to our own churches and stuff like that just so that the whole body can can grow together man
1: Mm -hmm. true True.
0: but until next time we send our, our love and our peace